Paragazayan Mishnah Vav. The previous Mishnah taught that although originally, if somebody found a lost carbon, the finder himself was expected to pay for the accompanying Nesachim, the flour, the wine that's brought along with the animal offering. When this became problematic, the Rabbana noticed that people would avoid retrieving lost carbonos, they would run away from it so as to avoid the expense of having to pay for the Nesachim. In response to this situation, the Bishop said that he skinu bezdin takana. It says, and from now on, if somebody finds a lost carbon, the required nesachim are funded from the communal fund, the hafshkalim of the truma salishka. Our Mishnah today states on Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, Shiva dvarim hiskinu bezdin. There are seven things related matters, and bezdin enacted something as a solution for some observed problem. The Takana mentioned in the previous mission is one of these seven Takanas that Bezdin enacted. The Mishnah presents the remaining six of these Takanas. So we first have Nachri Sheshalach Olasom Imidinas Hayam, a non Jew sent a carbon Ola to be offered on his behalf from abroad. For indeed, non Jew is perfectly empowered to consecrate a, a voluntary carbon. According to Bikiva, he's only able to consecrate to make uh, old offerings that are totally burned on the Mizbech, but a non-Jew can consecrate an offering and send that to the base of Migdash, and we process that on his behalf, we bring the carbon for him. But, as mentioned in the previous Mishnah, carbon Ola must be accompanied by Nesachim. Uh, flour and wine libations have to be offered along with the Ola animal itself. The Mishnah says the Halacha is, if the non-Jew sent his carbon ola along with its required nesachim, meaning the amount of money needed to fund the required nesachim. It wouldn't work if he sent the flour and the wine itself. There would be no tumma issues with that. It means he sent the funds to pay for the nesachim. Well, then, Kriv Mishalah, we take that money, purchase the required nesachim, we bring the offering, no problem. Vimlav, but... It's the kind of deals with what if he didn't? He didn't send any additional money to pay for Nesachim. He just sent the old animal offering itself. If a Jewish person who should know better did this, we would simply reject the carbon. But here, so as not to create potentially a dangerous animosity with the other nations, Bezdem was Mesakein, the Craven Michel Tzibor, that we foot the bill, we pay for the required Nesachim. From the communal fund. The next takana pertains to a person who consecrated an animal to bring it as an offering, but then he passed away before he had a chance to actually bring the carbon. Allah is his Yarshim, his surviving heirs, bring the carbon on his behalf, and expectation is that they are supposed to pay for the required nesachim that go along with the animal offering. This next takana concerns a case of a person who consecrated an animal offering and died. It didn't leave any heirs. Now, how is it possible for a person to die and leave no heirs, even if he left no children? But Allah says, we then go to the next of kin, go through the paternal relationships, a brother, father, grandfather, there's rules about who's the next of kin. But eventually, there's going to be some living next of kin. So how is it possible for a Jewish person to die and leave no heirs? The classic case of that is the ger. For when a person converts, halakhically he's like a new person. 
such that he is not halakhically related to his biological family. And therefore, unless he has children post-conversion, upon his death, he's a person who has died without any relatives. He has no heirs. So the Mishnah says this is a situation in which another Takana Bezdin became necessary. And that is, Here we have a convert who had consecrated some animal offerings. He died before he could bring animal offerings. And there are no heirs to take on the responsibility to pay for the Nesachim. If the convert left money, set aside money for the purpose of paying for the Nesachim, then when we do so, the Nesachim will be paid for from the Ger's estate. But if this convert did not specifically earmark the money to pay for the Nesachim, then Kraven Mishel Tzibor that in this case, you take money from the communal Shkalim fund to pay for the Nesachim. We don't have the right to simply take money from the Ger's estate for that purpose because immediately upon the Ger's death, being that he has no heirs, all of his property, his estate, is deemed ownerless. And the first person to come along and acquire his property acquires it. So that means you know, nothing's going to be left for us to spend on Nesachim you know, unless he already you know, earmarked it for that purpose. Then, you know, in that case, it already belongs to the base of Migdash. So this is where it's necessary to make a Takana Bezna had to say that in this situation, we can't just you know, not bring the carbon. He did set aside this carbon, so the zebra will pay for the Nesachim. Next, Takana pertains to the daily Minchas Chavitin offering. This was a daily Mincha offering that consisted of a tenth of an ephah of flour that was fried in oil and then baked into 12 loaves. These were then broken up into pieces, and ultimately, everything was burned on the Mizbeach. The Kohen Godel himself paid for this Minchas Chavitin offering. The Mishnah says the next Takana Bezdin is as follows. Utsnai Bezdinhu, there was another enactment of Bezdin al Kohen Godel Shemais concerning Kohen Godel who died, and we've yet to appoint a replacement Kohen Godel. We have to bring the Kohen Godel's Minchas Chavitin half in the morning, half in the afternoon. And so the situation essentially is that we are bringing the Minchas Chavitin on behalf of the deceased Kohen Gadol. Misha says the Bezdin was Mesaka in Shetehe Minchaso Kareva Mishal Tzibor. That the Minchas Chavitin be paid for by the Tzibor, be funded by the communal Shkalem. The Rav goes into more detail that actually this was the original Halacha, and they tried switching to have the Kohen Gadol's heirs pay, but it wasn't working out. They wouldn't always pay, so. Ultimately, Bezdin reverted back to the original halacha, basic law, that the tzibor funds the minchas chavitin, which ultimately is considered a communal offering. Although it has this twist to it that if there's a living Kohen Gadol, he himself pays for the carbon. So says the Tanakama, however, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mishal Yarshin. Yehuda says, no, the halacha on the biblical level is that the Kohen Gadol's heirs pay, in this case, you know, the Kohen Gadol is not alive. We haven't replaced him yet. The heirs of the deceased Kohen Gadol pay for the twice-a-day required Minchas Chavitin offering. The Mishnah then adds, according to all opinions, in this situation, where again we have yet to replace the deceased Kohen Gadol, regardless of who pays for it, in terms of how it's offered, we bring a complete tent of an ephah each time. Let's say it's the afternoon. We bring a complete tenth of an ephah then, as opposed to the regular procedure, which is that we take a tenth of an ephah and split that half is brought in the morning and half in the afternoon. 
So Gzerasakasa Vidarshan from the Pasik that in a situation where the Minchas Chavitin is being offered and there's no living coin gadol, bringing that, each time we bring it, the offering consists of a full tenth of an ephah of flour.